There it is. Pat Kelly. So I got, a, I got a confession to make. What'd you do? I cheated on you over the weekend. Ooh, what was his name? No, it's Kim. Oh, you brought Kim fishing? <laughs> I, still, you, I still felt bad, though. Ah, uh, where'd you go? We went up to uh, Woods Pond. Ah, my neck of the woods yes. up there in the Berkshires. Yeah, that place where we caught nothing the first time we went. Yeah. And then you got that other one, that bass. The last time we went there, it was like three pounder. It was pretty good size. <laughs> it was a good fish. I didn't get anything. We didn't get anything on Saturday either. Nothing. No, oh. nothing. Uh, we spent a lot of time getting lures out of trees, and I was showing her that technique, which tough to do. You know, another tool in her tool bag. That's an that's some that's an accomplishment that everybody should get to eventually being able to flip it out of a tree. The No GMO Fishing Show. Back at it, Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Kester, ladies and gentlemen, what's so going on? You went fishing up at Woods Pond, and you didn't catch anything, and you went with Kim and not me. Right. And, the end. And see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. We, yep. We'll see, yeah, next, see you next time. We're going fishing. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things, too. You know, it got to like quarter after five, and we left. And I said to Kim at the time, I'm like, this is when we should start fishing. Quarter at five in the morning? No, quarter quarter after five at night. At night. Yeah, so, so you... We fish for four hours in the worst time. You miss the window. Yeah. You really want to be there at, at in the morning at dawn, or you want to be there at night at dusk. That's when the fish are biting. But we'd fish for four hours, okay. you know, in the sun, you know, and we're fishing in the shade intentionally. And there's spots where there are clearly no fish. We were just we were fishing there because it was more comfortable. There is certain areas where there it's what two three inches deep. You can tell that there's nothing there. It's a desert. But then if you can get out over the pads, which get pretty thick. It does open up a little bit, and I have no idea how deep that is because we don't really have a depth finder with us. You know, in the middle of those really heavy lily pads, there it's about six feet deep. Okay. Before and then and then it's muck. It's like another. Yeah. It gets gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's certainly not a place you want to tip a canoe over. In. No. Hell no. No. So we got to a point where we didn't catch any fish. By the way. Nothing. Uh, we started where you and I left off last time, so I'm thinking, okay, we I know there's fish here. Let's right go. The train museum. Right yeah, near the tra- right near the train museum with all the little beads on top of the water. Oh like yeah, that. the green beads. Now, what are, do those come from? The lily pads themselves or from the trees? I, I don't know. I'm not a botanist, but I know that that crap is everywhere. They're, but they're so good because when you throw a top water in there, doesn't you, hook up. It on doesn't stuff. hook up, and then you can see the path of it coming. Oh yeah, like behind it, there's, where not, it's all there's nothing out. to show you how unproductive you are as a fisherman until you see 50 trails <laughs> through that green crap right. that you're. You know what? I didn't catch anything on that pass. I didn't catch anything on that pass. I didn't catch anything. It's just time to move. So after a while, we heard so much action. From fish underneath the lily pads, and I, I swear to God, hundreds of sounds all at the same time, pop, 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 and then you hear a, yeah, a big one, right? And Kim's like, "What the?" So finally, we went to the middle of that junk. You know, tough to paddle through that crap. It's a workout. And then start throwing frogs. Still nothing. Just bouncing the frogs along the tops of the pads. Yep. So it was just a, an afternoon of practicing casting. I really think that we should go back out there. Stop off at B and G on the way on Route 20. Pick up a bunch of shiners, some number eight eagle claw hooks with a, with a good sinker that'll punch through the lily pad, and then a bobber about 16 inches up on the line, and just fish straight up and down in the lily pads and wait for that bobber to go down. That's I think that's our best bet. I think we'd have great luck doing that because sure. that's where they hang, obviously. And they're they're hungry. Right. They're just not coming all the way up to the surface in 300 degree heat with 90% humidity. After a while, Kim's like, I'm just going to pretend those are all small fish coming up to eat. 
Yeah, <laughs> no. there's that big splash that just ruins that for you. Well, we know there's at least one sort of, it wasn't gigantic, but it was about three pounds. That wasn't a bad one. Yeah, we threw that back. So we have another charter coming up, by the way, over Booked. Columbus Day weekend in October. And we're going to be going out for, I think, COD. Yeah, wasn't that the whole, th- we were like, yeah, we got to do this again. Well, COD's running in October. <gasps> we're here, man. We're going to do it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do it. I'm pumped to do it. I still have a ton of bluefish in my freezer. Have uh, you eaten yours yet? Not all of it. No, I had some of the porgies when we first got home. Right. And then we put the rest in the food saver, froze up the bags and put them in the freezer. So I still have all of the bluefish and I have the rest of the porgies and I have one side of a striper still. I'll let you know how smoking the bluefish works out, because I think I'm just going to smoke all of it and probably give it away to people once. Dude, I that'd smoke be awesome. It. Bring it in. We'll we'll try it, sample it, see what see what it go, how it goes. How it, I'd be curious if you can smoke the bluefish and make it taste half as good as what we used to sell when I worked back in the fish sh- fish store back in when I was a teenager. That stuff was like candy. Oh yeah. I mean, you could just nosh on that all day long. Well, you smoke it till it's almost dry. Like yeah, it's almost it, like fish jerky. Right. A turns bit. brown, turns dry, and looks like shoe leather. It's a challenge with the bluefish because they're very, I mean, they're very oily fish. Yeah, you got to brine it. I don't know if you would brine it for smoking it though, but I would. It takes a lot of that fishiness out. There was a, a friend of mine, and this was back when I was living in Old Saybrook, and we would surf cast all the time for bluefish. He would put it on a plank. He would literally take the fillet, leave the skin on it, nail it to a plank, but then put the plank kind of against a rock with the fish down and build a fire underneath it so that all the oil would drip off of it when it cooked. So it drained while it cooked. It just it, it kind of He had it propped right up against the rock with the fish down, and it would just drizzle off it. Hmm. It's still a fishy fish. I'm still not a big fan of it. I mean, it, well, like I said, if you brine it, you can draw a lot of that gaminess and fishiness out of it. I gotta try that. It's it makes it makes for a much better experience than if you <laughs> bite into a real fishy piece of fish. Oh, oh. the red the red parts that are in there, like yeah, that. Yeah, no, you trim that off. Trim so off the terrible. red parts. Trim off the red parts. You don't want to even be, even before you freeze them. You want to trim all that red off of there. That thick fat. Oh. I also ma- I made some fish nuggets with the uh, the sea bass. Um, that is similar to what we do with the pro with the pierogies with the porgies. <laughs> yeah. Was we cut them into chunks and then treated them like nuggets. So good, yeah, oh, delicious. And you do that. You can do that all in a Ziploc bag. Like you throw the flour in there, throw the fish in there, shake it around until it's covered. Crack an egg in the bag, roll that around, put the stuff in. Uh, uh, Breadcrumbs in there, yep. and you're done. So you don't have to do the like the three plate thing, which is a friggin' mess and the, not worth the it. Big dough ball fingers. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> the dough ball fingers. Big dough ball fingers. Yeah, so it happens nasty. to me all the time. Go from this bowl to this bowl, this bowl to this bowl, this bowl out, and now I got dough ball fingers. So we still have another month of of heat here. Um, and I know, by the way, I'm going to mention this, and I shouldn't because it's like giving away your favorite fishing spot. The Quabbin is renting boats now. Yeah. But I think they're only right. renting like six from each location a day. So it's first come, first serve, mm-hmm. and you got to get up there early. Yeah. Just so that you can get in line, so that you might get a boat. Well, remember when we were up there. I do. We didn't catch any. You're, you're, <laughs> it stands out in my mind. Touche. Yeah. yeah, all right. But So we're in line, and you're counting the number of people that are before you, and yes. you're counting the number of boats that you can see. You're like, okay, we're going to get the second to last boat. Yeah. So if, yeah. if you want to get a boat at the at Quab and you better get there early, 
and you'll have fantastic luck going after smallmouth with oh, Senkos. Oh, sure. It's full of fish you by know, this it's point. Bob, it's time. like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, a barrel that's like 900 miles long and 300 miles wide, and there's three fish in it. I got a joke for you. Okay. It's a, it's a long one. I had to bring the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got the book. All right. An American investment banker. He goes all the way down to Mexico for vacation. He stands on this pier, and he looks out, and there's this boat slowly making its way up to the pier. And as he pulls up, as this boat pulls up to the pier, the American investment guy looks out, and there's just one guy on this boat. And when the boat gets close to the pier, he sees the yellowfin tuna on the floor of the boat. And the investment banker t- talks to the Mexican in the boat, and he's like, wow, that's amazing. How long did it take you to catch those fish? And the Mexican looks at him, hey, just a little while. The American banker is so impressed with that. He's like, why don't you stay out longer, catch more fish? The Mexican says, I don't really need to. And he says, but you think of the, what you could do with the rest of your time. The Mexican fisherman says, I don't need to. I sleep late, I fish a little, play with my children, take a siesta with my wife Maria, and stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine and play guitar with mi amigos. I have a very fulfilling life. It's very busy. The American scoffs at him and says, well, I'm from Harvard, got an MBA, and I could help you. You should spend more time fishing, and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. With the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. Eventually, you'd have a whole fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling your catch to a middleman, you'd be selling directly to the processor, eventually opening up your own cannery, and then you could control the product, processing, and distribution. You need to leave this small coasting fishing village, of course, and move to like Mexico City, then eventually expand to Los Angeles. And if you're really good, you'll make it to New York City, where you'll run your own ever-expanding enterprise. The Mexican fisherman asks, but how long will all this take? And the American says, well, 15 to 20 years. Then the Mexican says, but what then? The American replies, that's the best part. When the time is right, you'd announce an IPO and sell your company stock to the public. Become very rich, you'd make millions. The Mexican says, millions, then what? American says, that's the best part. You can retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you'd be able to sleep a little late, fish a little, play with your kids, take a siesta with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play guitar with your amigos. What is wrong with you? That was. <laughs> it takes a little bit to get there, though, doesn't it? I, f- I feel like I've aged. I feel like it's a cod season right now. I feel like it's already Wednesday. Was it? Even though it's only Monday. You know, I think you should stick to fishing. I love fishing. Let's I go fish. Let's, let's go fish.